This is the podcast by the Straits Times. Oh, welcome to Sport on right here, Money FM eighty nine point three, and we have with us right now our two sports uh, podcasters uh, from the Straits Times who have their own uh, sports uh, podcast called Game of uh, Two Halves. Well, I'm Bernard Lim, and with me our sports editor uh, Lee Yu Lin and assistant sports editor uh, Rohit Bridgeta. Hi, guys! Welcome to the studio. Hey, Bernard. <laughs> nice to be here. Okay, it's been an eventful year in sports, uh, both locally and internationally. I mean, some of the biggest stories of Singapore sports this year uh, came from, of course, the Sea Games, which has recently concluded on. December the 11th and other things that got people talking included uh, Yo Jamin's uh, giant killing run at the Badminton World Championships the Singapore Taekwondo Federation suspension by the World Taekwondo and the Singapore National Olympic Council and uh, So Ryong's lawsuits against each other but overseas it was uh, Tiger Woods and also the Women's uh, Football World Cup and uh, the Rugby World Cup as well that really grabbed the headlines so as we look back on uh, 2019 uh, what were some of your favourite uh, sporting moments uh, of the year Rohit I'd say for my moment it would definitely be Kipchoge you know breaking the two hour mark in the in the marathon I mean it wasn't a proper race uh, he had pacers uh, it was in a way manufactured but you know I just got to speak to the great Australian marathoner Rob D Castella a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and I asked him and you know he was the world record holder in 1981 and I asked if he ever thought two hours would ever be broken and he said not in my lifetime no chance I mean it was like a mythical number you right. know it was just impossible so it didn't matter that it's not a world record but i didn't know that a human being could run that fast for that long mm-hmm. and i think what is really interesting is if you go on youtube's there are a lot of running groups and pretty good runners mm-hmm. who try to see how fast they can keep his pace okay so some of them last one lap or that's 400 meters you know right. some do like maybe the really good runners do a mm-hmm. kilometer mm-hmm. they can't keep his pace and he's doing it for 42 kilometers so mm-hmm. i think he has made us re-understand what speed human beings can move at for mm-hmm. a long period of time and i think what athletes like him also do is they take an event like the marathon which is not a sexy event right but they make it spectacular and suddenly mm. you know there is you know when we were younger we used to talk a lot about the marathon then for a long time people stopped but I, again people are talking about it and you know for me I watched the whole thing I mean a football game is what a 45 minutes 45 minutes and a break yeah so this was 2 hours and I watched the whole thing I was riveted and he was just one man not even running a race just against a clock right so for me that moment was unbeatable your favorite sporting moment uh, of the year what about you Yulin actually I I want to add to his it's not just I think how we understand speed with mm-hmm. Kipchoge's uh, achievement I think it's the understanding of the limits of human potential. I think that really is the case. You Absolutely. Know, he, he, it was it was groundbreaking. It's it's like the f- the four minute mile and and the hundred meter race under ten seconds. And now it's under nine. Yes, yeah, like somebody going to Everest. Yes, you know, exactly. It's, it's you like know, w- it's it's walking it's, on the moon, man. Yes, it's, it's amazing. Just reaching things, you know, <laughs> and that's what we do in sport. That's mm. what we what we love about sports mm-hmm. people, right? Well mm. So for me, it's not actually a singular moment per mm-hmm. se. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking at more a trend. in that there were in terms of in singapore here a lot of newer less mature sports i would say did well this year mm-hmm. came to the fore rose to prominence so things like underwater hockey which mm-hmm. did well at the sea games yep. so they i think they won four gold medals right. and then you know and then we had ultimate frisbee mm-hmm. right and then they won a world under 24 medal right and then we also had you know floorball and see things like these are important to us as a sports desk mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and to me as a sports editor because 
it shows a city at play. Right. Not necessarily just all our hardcore marathoners and mm-hmm. swimmers and all that. Mm-hmm. Winning medals, that, that is important. But to me, the bigger picture must be a city at play. Right. You know, I think last week, or in fact, just a few days ago, there was a story that said Kuala Lumpur, Tokyo, Singapore are the hardest working cities around the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a skewed picture. Right. You know, it, it is not, I think, the most accurate picture of Singapore, not the most flattering picture either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to me, this is important. It just shows us that we, we do well in sports. We, we are also having fun. We are mm-hmm. not just a monotonous money-making city. Right. Okay, apart from, from uh, these uh, few moments, do, do you have a, a favourite athlete for the year? And, and who would that be and why? So for me, it would be Megan Rapinoe, the, the American footballer for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think my debate always in my head is, do I judge an athlete purely only on skill or something beyond? So one of the reasons I like Elwit uh, Kipchoge as well is that I find him a very humble man. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that when he's in team training, you know, he has a day when he's supposed to clean the toilet. Mm-hmm. And I like that, you mm-hmm. know, for me. And so Rapino for me is not just skill. She's skill allied with conscience. And I mm-hmm. think that she's an athlete who uses her platform. Mm-hmm. She understands I have a big platform and she uses it. And she uses it to talk against racism. She uses it to talk about, you know, investment in women's sport. She mm-hmm. uses it to talk against homophobia. Mm-hmm. So she uses the pulpit for that. And she's not, so at one level, she's winning the golden boot and the golden ball at uh, Women's World Cup. And mm-hmm. at the moment, she's speaking on issues mm-hmm. which which affect so many other people. That always brings criticism. And I'm not even talking about, you know, her little duel with Donald Trump or right. whatnot. So all these things, they bring a certain backlash. So mm-hmm. you need a certain moral character to stand up there and mm-hmm. speak out for what is right. And I totally admire that. Yes, uh, Rohit always takes the wider view. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take a narrow view actually here. And I think Rohit will be rolling his eyes very shortly. <laughs> no. because, because my favourite athlete for the year will be Charles Leclerc at Ferrari. Oh, so the, okay. the younger Ferrari okay. driver. right? Okay. So yeah. obviously, you know, he's claimed two race wins, seven pole positions. But basically for me, he overshadowed Sebastian Vettel, the four-time world champion. Mm-hmm. And this links again to my initial point about my favourite moments. It is the emergence of someone who has shaken the order. Mm-hmm. You know, shake up not just the order in the sport, but, you know, the order in his team. And if you know the background of Ferrari, Ferrari is a team with a very established pecking order. But he has not been afraid to to shake things up, to beat Sebastian Vettel. He's, I don't think he's the deferential uh, number two driver there. So it's it's been a good thing he's shaken up. And I think he's livened up the sport quite considerably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay, good to hear that. <laughs> Bro, it's not rolling his eyeballs. Not at all. <laughs> I dare not. He's my boss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we like these straight times uh, spot on and also game of two halves. You can listen to us live right here on Money FM 89.3 from about 5.15 p.m. every Monday. Or you can subscribe to Game of Two Halves on the Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. Now, back to the second half of our conversation with our ST Sports uh, podcasters where we turn our attention to the future. Now, if there was one wish uh, you would like for next year, as in 2020, uh, what would that be? Maybe we start with you, Lynn, your first. Okay, yeah. so for me, it is, again, I think it's quite obvious and that would be for Team Singapore to win another Olympic medal in mm. any sport. For me, I look at what happened in 2016 with Joseph Schooling and, mm-hmm. and there was this phenomenon called the jo- the Schooling effect. Right, right. Right, so for me, it that's why in any sport, it, it doesn't matter what sport, any medal will do because 
to me, this will galvanize the country. Mm-hmm. It will galvanize that community in that particular sport, whether it's fencing, it's sailing, it's swimming, or or, or any other any other sport. And I think what it does is just it's like a tidal wave. Mm. If you look at the Joseph Schooling uh, effect from 2016, within I think the first two months, mm. we did a survey of all the swimming schools and swimming academies in the country. Mm. And every one of them reported a huge increase in enrollment. And that's what you need. Right. Because you have to build a groundswell of interest mm-hmm. and support. Mm-hmm. Aspirations all Yes, that. aspirations and all that. You know, that's, that's got to be the case. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rohit? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I just hope uh, Joseph has a good Olympics. And this, uh, I don't think he's going to win a gold medal. I think that's a little bit out of reach. But I think he's a medal in reach. I don't know. For me, it's not even winning a medal. I just, I think he's had a really complicated time after winning mm-hmm. a gold medal. And uh, because I've done a book once with a gold medalist, I know winning an Olympic medal is a very complicated thing. I mean, mm-hmm. the athletes go into depression. They don't know what to do because mm-hmm. they have, the one thing they have chased all their lives, suddenly in their early 20s, they've already done it. So how all do right. you top that? It's it's all not right. easy. I think people sometimes don't understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just hope he goes there and, you know, he he just has a good games. That's mm-hmm. it, you know, and mm-hmm. that, you know, he's comes away relatively happy, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I think he, it would be a nice thing. Okay, yes. okay. I think it's good to hear that. I think, I think Joseph, obviously, there's a lot of pressure on him to deliver. Yes. For yeah, that's yes, it. Yep. Yep. Yes. I mean, pressure that many of us don't understand as you mentioned absolutely yeah. yes yeah and if there was one thing that uh, you could make for the one change that you could make for the long term in sports what would that be for me I think looking at the local landscape I think that would be less infighting in sports associations mm-hmm. there has been so much um, infighting in athletics and then different sports have been in trouble with different things. I mean, to the point where Richard Gordon actually singled out football mm-hmm. and, and uh, athletics, certain yeah. sports for, for the governance issues, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I think, and he correctly pointed out that all this is costing our athletes. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, at, we need better administrators. And I re- one, my one wish in the long term would be there would be better administrators in sports associations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think that, you know, we are a small country anyway, and it's hard enough trying to take on the world without being distracted by some of the nonsense that goes on. You know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, we, we have to be very concentrated in, in what we try and do. I mean, there are always going to be some type of problems. There are always going to be politics because this is sport. But I think some, some of the mistakes that associations make just make me want to weep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do you think that something can be changed uh, overnight, a drastic change? No, I think, yeah. I think you've got to have high standards. You yeah. know, I, I think this, we, we, we live in a country of high standards, you know, and so mm. we, 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 and sport is about high standards, you know. Mm-hmm. It's about setting a high bar, about, you know, reaching high, about having big ambitions, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looking beyond things like the sea games and that means you have to plan better you have to you know find ways to make your athletes better so mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's possible I think the government has already shown that it's willing to back the associations and the athletes with funding mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. The, the problem now is is making sure that everything else is on track with that money mm-hmm. and also some, something uh, a friend of mine mentioned about uh, support as well do you think support is lacking support for our, our sporting stars or sporting heroes are you talking about public support public support yeah Yes and no. I think certain things, certain sports, uh, certain athletes will get quite a lot of support. Swimming, mm-hmm. for instance, has got huge amounts of support. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in, in the piece that he wrote uh, last week, uh, mm-hmm. Rohit noted that crowds at swimming events have, have, have risen. Mm-hmm. Football, perhaps not. I don't mm-hmm. think crowds for local football have, have increased. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it is also a bit of a case of Singaporean 
Uh, fair weather fans to a certain extent you <laughs> know support the winning team yeah they yeah. do support I think, winning I think teams people, you know? I think people should actually get away a little bit from this idea that you only go to watch great sport right mm. right because right. actually at least for me if I go and watch even under 16 or under 18 or even a school finals <laughs> it's beautiful in its own way you right, know it's right. competition it's you know young people it's ambition it's it's so many things and you'll see you know bits of skill that you know which are wonderful so I think you can take a pleasure from all levels and types of sport and not only go so only if Messi comes to town am I going to watch <laughs> yes, yes. you know okay. Okay. there goes the final whistle for our sports discussion of the week we really hope you enjoy listening to us Glad to have you in the studio, Rohit, and also uh, Yulin. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thanks, thanks for having us, wish, wish you a happy new year. Happy new year to you too. Catch you soon. Happy new year. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.